you. Boom! All night long. All right, we're not doing an open. Huh? All right, we just got destroyed. Um, There are so many different ways to cut up what actually happened in the game that you all witnessed. I am obviously um, not pleased with what I saw tonight. I am also not totally um, shocked that Florida State ran us out of the building because we were not ready to get in a shootout. They had bazookas. We had water pistols. They had all the firepower in the world. We were playing with BB guns. We were not ready for Florida State tonight. Whether you want to blame that on Brian Kelly, whether you want to blame that on Jaden Daniels in the offense, or if you want to blame it on the defense, it is simply true that our offense just could not keep up with their offense. Now, I will say this at the very beginning, that – In my preseason power rankings, I go through all the teams, Florida State was number three for me. I had LSU number two, and I did have Georgia number one. I truly did believe Florida State was a special team. Um, We are not a special team. We are a very good team that lost to a special team. But in no shape, form, or fashion can you get beat 31 to 0 in the second half of this game. So the truth is, we got absolutely slaughtered. We got absolutely massacred. We got just chalk outlined by a better team. And simply put, Brian Kelly got out coached by Mike Norvell in the second consecutive year. Now, do I put most of this on Brian Kelly? I do not. This is mostly on the LSU wide receivers. Did Jaden play his absolute best? No, he didn't. I think of a lot of throws that he missed in this game that should have been completed. The fourth and short early in the game, I thought the ball could have been completed to Malik on the one-yard line. Um, It was tough. The coverage was really good. They switched it. Uh, man-to-man at the goal line. It was a really good coverage adjustment by Adam Fuller. And I still think Jaden could have thrown it. We take a sack and we give up, you know, not only on the fourth and goal, they get good field position uh, compared to starting on their own one-yard line. Then, obviously, we saw what happened on that last throw to Brian Thomas Jr. I do not put this mostly on Jaden Daniels. I do put this on the receivers. They've got to catch the football. Kyron Lacey, I don't care if you make drops if you're wearing number 83, but you're wearing Justin Jefferson and Ruben Randall's number. Please take that single-digit jersey off. Why are we just giving single digits out to people who drop, can't catch a punt? Uh, You know, the Aaron Anderson hype was, uh, you know, consistently given to us. Um, You know, coming out of high school, I I had Xavier Thomas as my number one guy, as a skilled position guy, and I had Aaron Anderson number two. I thought Aaron was okay, but he was a non-factor tonight. And honestly, uh, you guys hear me say the single-digit thing all the time. Our single-digit playmakers just did not make plays. Theirs did, okay? And Keon Coleman honestly teabagged us uh, all night long. Um, he's out of Opelousas. I know that hurts. I know a lot of people in Opelousas. Uh, they, they, he destroyed us tonight, and we just could not account for it because he is a great jump ball receiver, and we never doubled him. 
I think we could have done a lot of different things uh, to stop them. But one thing I will say is Mike Norvell did a really good job having some play calls in his back pocket. Okay. So let's go to Max here. Does BK realize now that he should develop his young guys instead of taking guys for him? Corn juice treat. Jaden played well, in my opinion. Lacey needs to be replaced. Yes, Kyron Lacey, uh, for the second you know consecutive year, cost you a major, major, major game with the drops. I mean, it's just that simple. You catch those footballs, um, it's, it's all there is to it. Let's go here. Dimbrock says they were catching too many passes with backs to the end zone. Why did they seem... All we ran were hitch routes, direct contradiction, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, Spooky, go on that last interception that Jaden threw. It was a comeback route on the outside. And, you know, Malik Neighbors slipped. And Malik wasn't at his absolute best. And to me, probably the most disappointing thing on offense, it wasn't just the drops. It's just Malik and Jaden were not on the same page. We had an opportunity to catch a few jump ball TDs, and Jaden just did not throw good balls there. Um you know, towards the end of the half, it would have been nice to get a touchdown after that Josh Williams uh, run. But, yeah, you know, Jaden had a few opportunities to make those plays. I will say this, and I understand it is smart for me to give a hot take that Jaden Daniels is absolutely terrible and he didn't play his absolute best. And you need to be perfect when you're going up against a really good quarterback and a really good offense on the other sideline. But I'm telling you, this Florida State team is special. They are really freaking good. Um, we could not run the football. So if you want to blame Jaden Daniels for not being able to run the football, I don't know how you can. And there was a lot of drops. So, look, I I felt Jaden missed a lot. And there were some throws. And obviously, we'll do a film study tomorrow night. Make sure you tune into that. I know you guys want me to come in and just pile on them. And I feel like when it comes to content creators in the LSU space, I have been a little bit more critical of Jaden in film studies. Um, obviously, you can go back and look at the Arkansas one from last year. But I, I, I've, I've got to be real, man. I, I feel as if this is mostly on the receivers, right? You know, the Brian Thomas Jr. drop was absolutely critical. But you, you heard me say this. One big thing I would have done, and it was a little disappointing for me, is – the weakest part of the field when we throw the football is over the middle. Let's put receivers that Jaden feels comfortable and guys that can actually catch a football over the middle. Okay. Um, and I felt Malik would have been in the slot a little bit more tonight, but that's all there is to it. Um, but yeah, you know, there was a lot of guys that were hyped up and they did not live up to the hype. Now I know a lot of you want to talk Harold Perkins and the LSU defense. I felt the first half was pretty good. All things considered, Right. You can tell just with your eyes that the Florida State offense is really good. The fact that we held them to 14 in the first half, of course, their drops helped uh, Helped that. Um, you know, the second half, they just fell apart. The fourth down running back slip, we did a film study, and we shared with you on live streams, Florida State throws to the running back out of the backfield better than anybody. Um, let's go to Otis. You have to make Mason Taylor a priority in the red zone. Otis is going to sound pretty harsh because I'm a big Mason Taylor fan. And I'm a big supporter of his. He just did not have a great game tonight. And you'll see in the in the film study, there was a huge miss he, he made in this game. But, you know, Mason did have that one catch, you know, over the middle. But uh, it wasn't his best night. It just wasn't. And I hate that because I think Mason's a really, really good football player. Um, so, yeah. Now. 
Let me ask you guys this, and I want this to be open. I want this to be a discussion where all of you can get together and we come to a conclusion about how this team can move forward. Okay. I've got to be real. One thing that I absolutely hated about the defense was the tackling. I felt as if the tackling would have been better, but I then go back and say to myself, well, this unit isn't very deep. There are so many guys we have missed in recruiting. You look at the guys that we are playing on defense right now. They're all transfers or three stars. The truth is a lot of these four and five stars we recruited, you know, they weren't there. Uh, they weren't available. And, um, you know, they, they're just not, they're just not really good football players at this point. Um, you know, I, I think as far as Harold Perkins is concerned, yeah, I mean, do they move him to a full-time Jack at this point? I think that's a little bit too early to come to that conclusion, but he was mostly a non-factor. And I do think in third and long situations, you need to have him out there as a pass rusher. So um, there you go. Let's go to specialty K. Is this fixable? Are we about to be in for a long one? I, 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 I've just got to be real specialty K. I do think they're very good. Let me ask you guys this. All right. All of you watched this game. All of you did. All right. It was essentially a road game. It was a 70 to 30 crowd split. That's what basically everyone said. I talked to people at the game. On a scale of one to 10. All right, with 10 being the absolute best and one being essentially Southern, okay, rank where you think Florida State's team is in terms of talent. 10 being the absolute best and one being an FCS-level team. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the analytics, a lot of neutral siders, uh, neutral uh, Aaron Torres, my buddy, really close friend of mine, he had Florida State by two touchdowns. I, I, I've got, I've got to be real, man. This team was really good, and I know I repeatedly said it in live streams. And one thing I never really actually did uh, before going into this game was actually give a prediction. I, I, I was like, God, I, I'm trying to figure out if we can win this game in a shootout. Um, and in every appearance I made on here, on Blake's show, on other radio shows, on whatever show, I kept saying, be ready for fireworks, okay? Can we win in a shootout? And look, I've been very defensive of Jaden up to this point. I really have. I have been very defensive of Mike Dimbrock, the offensive line, the entire offense. But... Our offense is not equipped to win in a shootout right now. When you're going up against, to me, Florida State has the best offense in college football. After week one, you can't find a better one. They've, they've got the best receivers. They've got arguably the best running back. They've got arguably the best quarterback outside of Caleb Williams. They've, they've got a great play caller in Mike Norvell. You can tell they've been playing together for quite a while. they got the two best tight ends out of the portal. I really liked them. I really, really, really did. I said that on all the Florida State shows I went on. 
I, I thought we were going to get torched, and we did. And I, I hate that, but sometimes they're just good. Now, what's really good, if you are an LSU fan, whoever you are watching this, okay, LSU will not play an offense as good as them the rest of the season. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to get torched again for the rest of the season. Hell, Missouri's got guys that can 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 score and move the football. They've got to be better. I'm not being defensive of the defense, right? But when one of your tackles is suspended and you, you don't really have a secondary, you you and and it's not a deep secondary, you have a good probably first string secondary, they're not ready. They're 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 just not ready. Okay. Now I do want to talk about Brian Kelly, and this is where it's going to get tough. Okay. This is where it's going to be tough. Uh, Rob, which offense do you think is better than theirs? After watching all of week one, tell me an offense that you think is better than theirs. Or tell me this. If they're not the best, would I, I doubt there's five best offenses better than them. Okay. So let's go. Rico, I felt really bad that we lost, but I knew we were in trouble. I agree. I, I felt that way as well. I, I, I felt that way going into the game that Florida State's really good and this game was going to be a shootout. It was going to be close. Uh, you know, I, I, the fandom in me was saying, hey, LSU's going to win this game. And, you know, I, I think in a perfect scenario, we could have won this game. Now, the, uh, I, I I do want to give out some grades here, and I do want to talk about Brian Kelly. Um, th- this this was not great uh, by by Brian Kelly. The first thing is the special teams. Okay, this is one thing that just did not make sense to me. All right, just th- this just doesn't in a million years in a million years will make sense to me. Okay, you. And we'll talk about Harold Perkins in a second. All right. So you go in the portal, all right, and there's two guys in the portal that enter the portal who was from Louisiana. One was named Xavier Thomas, and the other was Aaron Anderson. Okay, Aaron Anderson, by all accounts, is a better player than Xavier Thomas. But they're two punt returners, okay? And I'm a big Xavier Thomas fan. He plays for Mississippi State. Forget him. We're talking about Aaron Anderson. And you go get him out of the portal, and we are being told that he is the starting punt returner for the team. Okay? he. It is told, it is clear, it is stated that Aaron Anderson is the starting punt returner for the team. Okay. Now, if he is the starting punt returner for the team, he needs to be the punt returner for the team. So why did Gregory Clayton, who had a full year, a full year, a full year of punt returning, catches the first punt return like an Odell catch? First punt return, he catches it like that. Okay. Then on the next punt return, Aaron Anderson's probably like, oh, well, I thought I was a punt returner. So now Aaron Anderson probably didn't have confidence. And he goes out there and he muffs it. Now, should he still catch it? Yes. But that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Explain that to me. I know I'm not a $10 million coach. I know I'm not Notre Dame's all-time winningest coach. 
But why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why can't we still catch a punt? Catch it. Okay? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Have a punt returner and stick to him until he drops it. But Aaron Anderson confirmed the starting punt returner. Then you bring someone else. Then you bring someone else. So, the next thing is we obviously defensively were outclassed. We just were. And, you know, that play call on fourth down, the running back slip, is one of the best play calls I've ever seen versus an LSU defense. And some of those Keon Coleman throws are just indefensible. Okay. Um, I do uh, want to announce, though, on Patreon, I will have game grades up. And if you sign up for Patreon, you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail. That'll all be up. We'll have the full film study tomorrow night. And in just a second, we'll do our first film study for the post-game show. Now, there's over 300 of you in here, uh, close to 400 of you. I will go to each and every one of your questions until 5 in the morning. But if you super chat, we will get directly to it, okay? Because I know all of you want to get your comment on the screen and so on and so on and so on, okay? Uh, How did Orgeron and Kelly both fail to lock up Keon? All right, so Keon Coleman. Um, the truth is we didn't have room. Hell, we almost didn't have room for Malik Neighbors. Thankfully, JoJo Earl, who's been a bust, went to Alabama. And then we took Malik Neighbors, and Keon was still an afterthought. And Keon, of course, went to Michigan State, ended up being a really good stud there. So the four wide receivers we took in were Chris Hilton, who hasn't done anything yet. Um, yeah, I keep getting told he's great, and he's not done anything yet. Maybe he gets a chance to play. Now, Kyron can't catch. Um, that maybe Chris gets those reps. Brian Thomas Jr., who had a big drop tonight. Overall, we can all agree he's a pretty solid player. Jack Besh, who was very good, regressed, went to TCU. We'll see how his career turns out. And Malik Neighbor. So those were the four receivers. Destin Hill went to Florida State. So, you know, there that wide receiver class was loaded. And that's why Keon Coleman didn't come to LSU. I get it. There wasn't room. Now, let's go to TJ. Is there a QB controversy in Baton Rouge? Okay. I will be honest with you. Okay. Were there some plays I felt Garrett Nussmeyer would have made that Jaden Daniels didn't? Yes. Yes. The pass protection for LSU tonight was actually pretty good. Actually, I'm not going to say pretty good. It was fine. I need to rewatch the full game to give all offensive line grades. Okay. From my vantage point, we cut up a film study during the game so we can have a film study at halftime and post game. So it's hard for me to look at every last little thing through a microscope. Um, yes, there were a few times this year where in that game where I was like, God, Nuss. Obviously, the Brian Thomas Jr. throw, but for some reason, TJ, this is this is baffling to me. Okay, so I look at every throw 
that we were able to see from the media in practice. I are able, I'm sometimes able to get some footage that doesn't ever see the light of day. Okay. I saw this when Miles Brennan was quarterback. I saw this with so many different quarterbacks at this point. For some damn reason, I have no idea why this is the case. But Brian Thomas Jr. is always underthrown. Always. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Garrett Nussmeyer underthrew him in the spring game. And he underthrew him another time as well. I don't know why that's the case. That baffles me. It has always been so strange to me that he is constantly underthrown. Now, he still should have caught that ball. He still should have caught that ball. I, I, I will never, ever back off that opinion. That ball has got to be caught. Got to be caught. But what I would tell you, and I'm looking at the play yet again from here. I have it already cut up in, in the film. Um, but that ball has got to be caught. I mean, there's just no other way around that. <laughs> Let's go to caucus. JD5 out for Nuss. Okay. Always the most popular person on the planet is going to be the backup quarterback. Okay. So I'll leave it up for debate here. Type Y for yes. Type in for no. Actually, let's, let's do it a little bit different to make it a little bit clearer. Type J for Jaden. Type. Let's do G for Garrett Nussmeyer. That's what his letter. That's the first letter we're saying. Type J for Jaden. Type G for Garrett Nussmeyer, who you think the starter should be. Okay. I was a little shocked that Sheldon Sampson didn't get run. Okay. BK kicked the D-word field goals. Point stops, momentum, turnovers are on downs, do not. 23 to 14 versus 17 to 14. Okay. So, let's see. Garrett Nussmeyer is winning this poll. Okay. See here. Florida State Trolls are in here. No surprise. Okay. I do agree with the poll answer. Normally, I don't see this. Okay. I'll bring it up. Okay. Roy Green says new play caller. Okay. Aaron Nussmeyer. Okay. Jane is the best quarterback. He's not the problem. Damn. Interesting. I I think Jaden played fine tonight. Did he miss? Yes, but he had some incredible runs. QB draws were, were immaculate. And, you know, I, I do want to show you this. Okay. I do want to show you this. I feel like, you know, the 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 film helps out here. 
So someone explain to me here, all right, on these two, um, on these two plays right here. Okay, is it okay if I show you this right now? I want you type Y for yes, type in for no. If you want me to show you this film study, all right, and you tell me if this is on Jaden Daniels. I am a little curious. I was never able to confirm who actually won the toss. I do think if LSU won the toss and chose to receive, you have got to defer to the second half. Let's go here. Uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Jay Rogers TV, always holding it down. The lacy drop killed that drive and flip momentum. Seems like he's always crumbling in big games. What are the odds we make adjustments and run the table? Appreciate you. Okay, so FSU won the toss. All right, so you can't blame Brian Kelly for that. Now, let's go to the Kyron Lacey drop thing. All right, I've always said this about wide receivers at LSU. I have always said this. You can drop passes at a lot of different places and keep your job. You you can drop a thousand passes at Norfolk State and you're still going to start and you still deserve to wear a single digit. But at LSU, okay, for the third consecutive year, we have spat over Justin Jefferson's legacy at LSU. And this has got to stop. We have given number two to Eric Gilbert. He's gone. We give it number two uh, to the guy that now plays at Auburn who gave us a game last year out of New Orleans, Coy Moore. And now we give number two to Kyron Lacey. Are we really just going to just give this legendary number that was worn by Ruben Randall, Ryan Clark, uh, LSU legends, with, and we're just going to give it to people now? Please give Kyron Lacey number 33 or something because you've got to catch the football. And this is the second game where when it was really close, he, he dropped it. Okay. The, the Texas a drops, he had two of them, two of them. And he had two in this game that were crucial, crucial. Okay. We, I I I I I hate to I hate to be honest because I want Kyron to go out there and live his dreams on the bench. I mean, you can't drop. You just can't drop. All right, and you you it's an L. It's a major L. Okay. Uh, Dustin says, what an embarrassment, LOL, shut down your podcast. Dang, man, uh, I'd like to see you get 470 viewers, 476. So, enjoy it. Uh, Red Dog, good to see you back. Even if LSU would have won tonight, this chat would still say Nussmeyer should start. Yeah, Jaden is under a microscope. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the film study says tomorrow. Okay. I felt just off first viewing, he was okay. It was a team loss no matter who the QB was. JD wasn't perfect and missed some throws, but wide receivers dropping passes and the offensive line having zero push. 
the middle of LSU's offensive line is a big issue. The defense outside Mingo, hands on his hips. This is on the team. Okay. Van, the all-time Super Chat leader here with King Robert. Rest in peace. Thank you so much. I am very upset. I'm trying to keep my cool. Uh, my wife has put up with me and the screaming. But you guys come here for the non-screaming takes. But I'm 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 this close. I'm this close, y'all. I'm this close to ripping a new one. Y'all want y'all want to see my alter ego, dude? I will. I'm, I'm about to curse. I don't know. I try to keep it clean and family friendly, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm about to go crazy in here. I'm about to go freaking crazy. Y'all just stick with me. You're gonna get you're gonna get the raging. You're gonna get the rage for me. Uh, Kareem, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Van, any topic you want to. I definitely do need a drink. I wasn't going to drink tonight, but f- um, dude, I'm I'm there. I am there. Boris, good to see you. Uh, the defense was a problem first half, okay, but second half collapsed hard. Okay. Let's go to caucus. For the FSU fans in here, how did your seasons end up last year? Started the same way we ended on top. Oh, look at that. There you go, caucus. It's not how you start, but how you finish. Unfortunately, in college football, how you start does really matter. It really, really, really does. And that's the thing. Let me ask you guys this. All right. Van, whichever topic you want to get to, we'll go straight to it. And Dwayne says he thinks nuts should start. All right. We get to all your super chats and we'll get to the film study in just a second. Hype season strikes again for week one losses in a row. Okay, let's take a look at the uh, post-game chat question. Who should start? Garrett Nussmeyer is currently winning. Okay. Currently winning. I will say this. I do think, and this was my position, win or lose before the season even began. All right, so this isn't, and I've been defensive of Jaden and critical of him. This was my position from the beginning. I feel Garrett Nussmeyer should start versus Granblin just to give him a start and give him starters experience. Let him be the guy for a week. Let's see how the offense does with him, all the plays centered around him, and let's just see what happens, right? So we don't just rely on a miracle half versus Georgia where he was making some of the most elite throws you will see a college quarterback make. You know, throwing whole shots versus a Georgia cover two. It's crazy. So, yeah. Now, um, hype season strikes again for week one losses in a row. Now, this is going to be a major topic. Should LSU play difficult season one games? You guys know my stance on this. I love it. I like the fact that we're bold. I like the fact that we schedule these difficult games. It honestly saves college football from embarrassment. It really does. Because you look throughout the SEC, all right, I had a tweet about this last night. Follow me on both of my accounts at Carter the Power and at Power Hour LSU. Okay. And I'll pull it up right here. All right. Cause I want you to see the stat for yourself. 
All right. I want you to take in this stat for yourself. And it might change your opinion on season opening games. Okay. It is so much easier to play a nobody week one. It is so much easier. And I know the 2011 team started off with a really tough game versus Oregon. But here you go. 11 SEC teams won in week one. All victories were by 25 points versus non-Power 5 teams. The only three teams now who lost were Florida, South Carolina, and LSU. Okay? Now, you don't have to schedule these difficult week one games. Once again, please go follow me at Card of the Power on Twitter. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. But we choose to do it. We choose to do it. Okay? You cannot tell me that it's a thing. How many of you prefer the warm-up game before starting week one right out the gates? All right? It's not an excuse for why we lost. But this is the third consecutive game where LSU has played like Dookie Water. All right? Dookie Water. We have had one good half under Brian Kelly in season opening games, and that was tonight in the first half. Okay? It's hard. And all the other SEC teams are getting a major advantage because they start off 1-0. You got to remember, these are teenagers. All right? And these are crazy fans that support these teams. They don't care who you win as long as you win. But if you lose, people will jump ship. People will tell you, Jaden Daniels played the absolute worst game in the world. They don't care. Fans don't understand nuance. The only three SEC teams who lost. By the way, they were all beaten by double digits. Were the teams that actually played somebody. So next year. We got USC in Vegas. I'm excited as hell about it. Okay. Now, go to this as well. The defense in the first half was really good for LSU. Now, did some drops help? Yes. But on a sudden change, we got a pick. Deuce Chestnut made an amazing play. This is going to sound like a bunch of BS. But folks, in the modern game, good to see you, Kev. In the modern game, this is an offensive game, all right? Everything favors the offense, everything. When you're playing an elite offense, you have got to win the mother effer in a shootout. Kirby Smart had a gazillion, a gazillion draft picks on his defense last year. They couldn't stop Ohio State at all, at all. But they had an offense that could beat them in a shootout. Okay, you've got to go in knowing that you are going to need to outscore them. Okay, 
That's why I don't mind the fourth and goal decision to go for it, because if you convert that situation, fourth and goal from around the two converts at probably, I would guess, a 40 to 45 percent clip. I would take those chances to get four points uh, or get seven points instead of three. The second fourth and short decision was a bad one. That was a really bad one by Brian Kelly. I know the analytics tell you to go for it, but if you're a team that wants to run on short yardage and you're not getting any movement and they know you're likely to run the football, that was a horrible decision. He should have kicked the field goal there. Um, so, yeah, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Okay? Now, um, let's go to Robert here. I live with the contested catches on the outside, but the crossing routes in the middle where our safeties and linebackers got lost in zone can happen. We had consistent push in the middle, needed perk on the edge. Yeah, you, you know, Robert, I the, the the defensive game plan was a very interesting one. We did a lot of tight front. So, you know, we honestly played a lot of plays where we didn't just have like an edge defender. We had Ovi Agufu playing off just a little bit. Um, you know, that's all there is to it. You know, we, you are right. We, we could have used some edge presence, but that was also kind of sort of the game plan for us. Um, but I will say this, Robert, you know, to the, the Florida state commenter a minute ago, we did stop counter, right? We did stop counter, which is their bread and butter play. And, you know, that's, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Let's go to Britt. JD5 wasn't terrible. However, you have to force the ball down the field. FSU's second half adjustment was to play off a bit in the pocket and tackle the short passes, eliminating Yak. It is without question. They did a better job of adjustments. And whatever the case may be, um, you know, we've got to do a better job of we've got to do a better job of adjusting ourselves. Let's go to Michael B. Super Chad. I'm not a JD fanboy or a Nuss fanboy, but if your wide receiver can't catch the damn ball, doesn't matter who is back there. All right. So, uh, that's true, Samuel. They, their offense is really tough to stop. They they uh, they're really good. They're a really good football team. Now, here's what we're going to do. I had the Kyron Lacey drop cut up. Now, after this, I'm going to tell you why I feel, all right, because I know a lot of you just want hot takes. You don't want the film. I cut this up really quickly. After this, I'm going to tell you where I felt Brian Kelly really failed this team, okay? But I want to show you. What happened before the Kyron Lacey drop is also very important. All righty, so this is where LSU lost the game. It is 17 to 17. We're in plus territory here. And look, in a shootout track meet kind of game, you have to win it on the offensive side of the football, okay? So you take a look at the numbers here. We have two on two, all right? So all we need is to make sure for this play to not be a negative gain is we just got to make sure we get a clean block on both players. And Mason Taylor here just misses this block. Okay, in theory, we do want this player to beat us this way instead of this way. It's just Mason stepped too far to the right. He missed 
quite a few blocks in the Florida State game last year. And I like Mason Taylor a lot. And right here, Malik just has no chance. It's a perfect throw as well. And we got our best receiving blocker right here. And this ends up being a negative play. And now this is the Kyron Lacey drop. Look, once again, Jaden actually played this pretty well on this third and short. Obviously, nothing is open here. We don't want to throw this running back in the flats. Looks like we're trying to hit a deep shot right here to Malik Neighbors. And obviously, this is Kirk going back and forth here. And you see that, could he throw this football right here? Honestly, no. I mean, Malik is just covered. They they have this covered to perfection. And Jaden does a good job working backside. And look at where this hit him. Bang. Right in the chest, Okay. You just got to make that catch in this big of a game. And then we get to the uh, BTJ drop on a later drive in the half. Once again, we're near midfield, and the corner just kind of gets lost, and BTJ just has to catch his football. Is it the best throw? No, but it's right there, and he could have actually come back to it and made a play on it, but he just dropped it. It's a difficult play, but you got to make that catch in a big game. So, that's all there is to it. Now, did that throw, was it an underthrow? Yeah. That was an underthrow. He should have made a better throw. Okay. Um, I wish, uh, you know, I, I wish it would, I wish... I wish it would have been completed. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hate it. I really, really, really do. So take that for what it's worth. Um, you know, I, 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 I got to be real. Um, the Kyron Lacey ball has to be caught. The... Underthrow right there by BTJ or two BTJ was bad, but for some reason, once again, we're always underthrowing BTJ. I don't know why that's the case. That's been the case in practice. I've seen him get underthrown by Miles Brennan. Um, he still got to make that catch though. I mean, look, not every quarterback is perfect. Jaden is an elite runner, and he's an average thrower of the football, in particular down the field. You know, if he's not the absolute best thrower, LSU is known for great wide receivers. Great wide receivers make those catches. Okay, you've got to make those catches. Okay, coaching for FSU was greater than LSU. I agree. I think defensively, um, we just wore down athletically. I think House's game plan was fine. I did not like the red zone decision to have your safety one-on-one versus Keon Coleman on the jump ball. But Keon Coleman, I'm telling you, is is so freaking good. And I don't know how many receivers in college football are better than him outside of Malik and, and Marvin Harrison. And tonight, he, he, he was better than Malik, right? Um, they did a good job getting him in the slot and getting him touches. Their receivers also blocked better. You saw that. Big miss block by Mason Taylor in that game or in that spot. But, you know, if there was a throw I felt Jaden could have made, 
that would have obviously helped out LSU a bunch was at the end of the first half. You know, you got to give Malik an opportunity to make that catch. You know, you score a touchdown there. You're obviously cooking. You're obviously uh, really cooking there. So, you know, it's, 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 you, you, you got to do better in that spot. You got to, right? The LA media is a problem. It's all propaganda and hype. Ghost, you you sound like you are describing, uh, you know, someone covering up like a government conspiracy. You you sound you you sound like the media. I mean, what you want me to be Woodward and freaking Bernstein? What the hell do you want? I mean, I told you the whole freaking week, Ghost. Oh, wait, your name's Ghost, so you weren't even around then. The whole freaking week, I told you Florida State was good. The whole freaking week. The whole freaking week. Okay? So, yeah, I, that, that was my goal, to, to just share total propaganda. If you saw how many messages I, re- I received from LSU fans, you're overhyping Florida State. Y'all, y'all, y'all would be amazed. You can't take honest opinions either way. Strong disagreement. Strong disagreement. Okay? Now, I don't know what game you're watching here, and I'm serious. I really don't. I I don't know how you watch that game and don't think that they are not a great freaking team. Should we have played better? Yes. We should have not gotten 31-0. to zeroed. Um you know, that should have never happened. But I, I don't know how anyone can't see that that wasn't a great freaking team. Okay? They were ranked in the top 10. They beat us last year. They were great in the ACC last year. Yeah, they lost three games at a bad middle of the season. But offensively, they were consistently great. Okay? I I, I, I don't I don't know how you can't see that. I mean, I wish... If, if you guys could have me sit you down and teach you football, I will teach you that this offense is really freaking good. Like, I, I, I don't know what game you're watching. It would be one thing if they were just running wide the freak open and Jordan Travis was getting the football and rubbing it on his gooch and just chunking it to guys and they were catching it like that. No, they were, they were mossing us. Okay, they're a good team. Okay, it's okay to admit that LSU had a freaking good team on the other sideline. We shouldn't have got killed. We shouldn't have gotten beaten that way. Brian Kelly shouldn't have got out coached in the way that he did. But the fact that y'all can't see that they're a good team, they won 10 games last year. But Carter was in the ACC. Who gives a shit? They freaking, they, they lost to Clemson. Okay, Clemson won 10 games. Also, Wake Forest, they were a bowl team, okay? Now, I'm not saying that they're the next 2022 Georgia or the next 2019 LSU, but they're good. It's okay to admit that they're good, okay? All right? Just, just, it's okay. It's okay, all right? I'm sick of watching Dim Brock's, uh, this is Go Hard or Go Home Super Chat, all right? 
I'm sick of watching Denbrock's basic predictable offensive scheme. There's absolutely no creativity in the run game, no digs or route concepts. Okay, so uh, I, I did get wind of this, and I do want to see if, if this is confirmed or not. I do not think the Logan Diggs thing was injury-related. Um, there has to be something else. Uh, I, I I don't know what the case was. Um, it, it was not injury-related. I you know, made a call and couldn't really get anything um, out of this. I don't, I, I have it confirmed though that I, cause if it was injury related, he would have been in the injury report. So maybe it was an oversight. Maybe he got hurt in, 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 in camp. I, I practice and warmups. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But I, I don't know. All right, maybe we learned something. Or route concepts. All right, so the first thing I'll say, go hard or go home to the Super Chat. It's a really good question. Um, the first play was a very creative play, okay? One thing that we've talked about in you know film studies and chats is we don't do a good job of manufacturing open touches, okay? And... The first play of the game to Trey Bradford was a great manufactured open touch, okay? So he was wide open. It was a good little out and up, good little slip. Had Mason Taylor slip out, had all our guys running to the right. It was very Lane Kiffin-esque, okay? So that was one of those kinds of plays. We really didn't see a whole lot of that the rest of the game. And what I did think Florida State did a better job of, okay, the Keon Coleman catch was great, but they also did a better job, and Mike Norvell just outsmarted us, honestly. He saved some plays for the second half. And the one thing that I missed was in the first half, you didn't really see any, like, tight end slips or or delayed um, running back slips, which really get the defense out of a hizzy. In the second half, you saw all of it, okay? You saw all of that. You saw the eye candy. You saw what makes their offense really good. And Norvell had that in his back pocket. And that was excellent coaching. I was really mind-blown by that. Um, in particular, the fourth down call, the running back slip, right where the blitzer was coming, um, it was great. Now, that was you tip your hat to that. Um, and we didn't have a whole lot of that. You know, when we were dropping passes, there wasn't a whole lot of, hey, give us a play where someone can just be wide open, right? Um, and after that Trey Bradford play, there really wasn't a whole lot of that kind of eye trickeration kind of stuff. Um, and they, they were uh, – they were better than us. All right, let's go to hit stick as far as the field goal. We can't sit here and pass on easy points, drop easy balls, and scheme perk four out of the game and expect to win. I've never seen our Tigers piss like this. You can make a strong case hit stick that this was the worst half of football in a very long time. I, I'm not going to say ever. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of those Alabama beatdowns, but – what I will say is there has never been an LSU half 
that was a juxtaposition from the first half to the second, like that one, right? Where in the first half, we were the better team. We should have been up by more. And we left a lot of points on the field, and we gave them the football plenty of times. Now, they had a few drops themselves, but the second half, I've never seen a team so unprepared, okay? And they were just better. They outcoached us. They obviously had a better plan for the second half, and I do think it was deliberate. I do, okay? I do agree with this. I do agree. I still think LSU has the potential to go win 10 games this year. Um, maybe a 10-3 and three type of season. Obviously, you could tell our ceiling is a little capped, though. Our ceiling is a little capped. Um, and look, that's that sucks. But at this point, uh, you, you know, I it's going to be very hard for this team to, to get back into the national championship picture. Um, I do think one thing, Nicholas, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up. I do think how LSU lost is, is going to play a role into this. Okay. Now I do want to bring something up because we have seen a few Brian Kelly fans from the Notre Dame years come in here. All right. The truth here is um, we're getting blown out too much. We're getting blown out, okay? And that's coaching, all right? And, and I just want to be real. As as much as I have talked up Florida State in this game and how great they are, okay, I will say that Brian Kelly has gotten blown out a lot, all right? Tennessee blew us out last year in our building. They ended up being a very elite team. No, no real problem with that. You know, obviously it was early in the season. We're still trying to figure out who we were. Whatever. Okay. Then we get blown out again versus Texas A&M. Blown out. Wiped off the face of the earth. That was kind of close in the first half. But I think we can admit that in that first half versus Texas A&M, we did not play well. In the second half, we also didn't play well. They just weren't that good, and we're just kind of in it. And then Georgia blew us out, and they're an all-time great team. They're undefeated in the playoff era. Kudos to them. And now we get blown out of here by Florida State. It's too much. It's too much. Like, I I can make – I could tell you how good freaking Hinton Hooker is and – Jordan Travis, I mean, these are really good teams, but we're LSU. We're LSU. You, you can't get blown out like this. Okay, you just can't. All right. What is this now? We've we've this is our fourth blowout loss in how many Brian Kelly games? Fifteen. So fourth blowout loss in fifteen games. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you another question. 
what I like to do to increase the sample size, because if you only have X amount of games, what can we do to increase sample? Well, let's split football up into halves. Okay, quarters is a little, you know, quarters are too short. They're weird. But let's split it up into halves. How many great halves of football has LSU played under Brian Kelly? Not as many as you think. Okay, and that's also another issue. We have really rancid halves of football, really rancid. Okay, now it's better to be better in the second half than the first, but we, we're 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 having some horrible halves. Garrett, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. So we we really, really, really got to get better at that. Okay, it's just it's it's too much. It's too much. Okay. Now let's go to Jordan Super Chat. Jordan, I missed this earlier. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, it's getting crazy in here. Obviously, does this affect my opinion of Brian Kelly? Is he limited when it comes to winning the big games? All right. No, obviously we beat Alabama last year. That obviously helps out. Um. But yeah, I mean it. It 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 is it is worrisome, right? I. Do think you give him a little bit of a leash here because it is just year two. And we have run into some really good teams. The only embarrassing team that we have lost to at this point is Texas A&M. Now, where I think Brian Kelly can really, really help himself, okay, is taking this team and actually beating good teams. We did not beat Arkansas. Yes, we beat them by score, but they were without their best player, who just happens to be a quarterback, and we played terrible. We had the flu, whatever. We still didn't play well. Mississippi State, we did not play well. Okay, and they were on the back end of a back-to-back. We did not play well versus Auburn, whose quarterback is now a backup, and they averaged 6.3 yards per play with the lame duck coach. Okay? So we, we, we've got to play better football, okay? We just do. I'm tired of this, let's just see if we can figure it out and find a way to get through kind of football. We've got to play better, okay? So there you go. Let's go to Donovan here. I'm not overreacting. We knew Florida State was good. I predicted they would be no worse than a New Year's Six team. I'm not surprised we lost. I am surprised at how bad, though. Absolutely. I... I got to be real. I got to be real. They are a really good football team. All the power to them. Um, but damn, dude, we just got blasted. Uh, so there you go. Let's go to Van. Are the Notre Dame haters fans right about Brian Kelly? Maybe so. Maybe so. Obviously, it's still too early. Obviously, he is a very good coach. I don't think anybody would disagree that he's not a very good coach. Okay. But maybe there is something missing. Maybe he does need to reevaluate some things. Why do we have so many halves where we are just terrible? Okay. It's weird. It's very, very weird. Okay. They have some really bad Jekyll and Hyde tendencies. Okay. So... Yeah, maybe maybe it is time uh, to to question maybe some of the things that they said were right. But 
what I can tell you is we're getting Mason Smith back versus Grambling. Should win that game. I was really excited about that. I had a lot of friends went uh, there, and, you know, it should be a fun game next week in Tiger Stadium. We should get the offense moving. I do want to see a lot of Garrett Nussmeyer in that game, and I, I'll stand I'll stand by it. I still think Garrett Nussmeyer should start that game, and I'm a Jaden believer. Uh, but I, I've said that all offseason. I, I think Garrett should start just to see what it looks like. This was it, our friend all the way in Japan. Yeah, I mean, it really it really was some great play calling uh, right there. Uh, and look, this is an offensive game. You, Desmond, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. He wants to talk some Harold Perkins tonight. All right. Should Harold Perkins switch positions right now? You're, you're, you, uh, let's just say, wherever you are right now, I'm looking at you. Should we scrap everything that we know about Harold Perkins playing the off-ball linebacker position and move him back to the role that he was in last year? Okay? Let me know. Good to see you again, Bayou Bengal 205. Okay? That's true, TOV, but I do think of anything. He gives you uh, uh, he, he gives you a breathing organism uh, that, that can play and give you snaps. Okay. Harold Perkins should be edged jack. So, Austin, if it doesn't work for one game, you're willing to just scrap it all together? Is that where we are? Maybe. Maybe so. Emma Cat, there's no, I mean, we didn't run the triple option. Uh, Perk is a pass rusher, not a secondary. Okay. Got a pause. Okay. Why do we put so much trust in Sage Ryan? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I do need to rewatch the game. I mean, Sage is taking a lot of heat in this. Uh. I get it. I get it. All right. So. So interesting. All right. Let me pull up a, a few, a few quotes here. From the post game, and maybe that can help clear some things up. Um, here, okay. Here's Brian Kelly in the post game. 
and I don't have audio just yet. We might get to some audio here. Uh, Brian Kelly, I'm facing wide receivers. Keon Coleman, obviously Coleman and Wilson are tough matchups. Thought we competed there. I don't know if, the, if there's much more else we could have done. Brian Kelly on Harold Perkins. He's playing a position for the first time, so there's a learning curve. Uh, Logan Diggs did not play because of a coach's decision. Brian Kelly said, I don't know if he's quite 100% and able to practice at the level we need him to quite yet. So it might have been an injury, okay? No, he wasn't on the practice report, and, and I thought he was healthy. I don't, I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, Brian Kelly says, we certainly not the football team we thought we were. Second half, we didn't play with the sense of urgency. This is a total failure on a coaching standpoint and on a player standpoint that we have to address and we have to own. That's hard. So, uh, yeah, obviously, it's, I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes you guys feel any better or worse. Uh, mm, them freaky ATL boys, man. Learning curve was last year. Uh, Yeah, but he's playing a new position. That's what he's saying. I would have liked to have seen if Coach would have put Nuss in. Does it inject the team back to life? Does it inject some life? If so, probably need to roll with it because they were dead flat in the second half. Okay, so how would that have worked for you? All right. Both of the drives in the second half ended with drops that were makeable catches by the wide receivers. They they could have caught the football to extend the drives, okay? Our guys on the outside also missed some blocks, okay? So I don't know how that's actually on Jaden. So one drive clearly ends with the drop by Kyron Lacey. Then the next drive, it was a bit of an underthrow to Brian Thomas Jr. He still should catch it. And the drive continues. Okay. Now, does Garrett Nussmeyer lead Brian Thomas Jr. for a touchdown there? Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But he also underthrew Brian Thomas Jr. in spring game. He's also underthrown some other deep passes uh, that we've seen right, where he doesn't lead the receiver. So if we can't properly lead our receivers, maybe there's something else. Maybe we we need to get better at, at throwing deep balls when they're presented to us, everybody on the team. So, yeah. Skipper, they both hit him. They, they both passes hit them. Okay. Now, did he have some other bad throws? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
But let, let me let me let me let me ask you guys this. Should Kyron Lacey have caught the football with the score still tied 17 to 17? Was that catch or lack thereof so difficult that he should not bring that in? All right. I think you would all agree that if it hits you in the numbers, by the way, nothing else was open. So Jaden had to wait for something to develop and he put it right on the numbers. Okay. You couldn't like there's no, Garrett Nussmeyer couldn't have thrown a ball better than that. Okay. It hit him directly in the chest. All right. So what other throw in the second half would you have liked? The deep ball to Brian Thomas Jr. That's what I want to point to. The DB was still there, and it still hit him right here. Okay? Now, I still think the throws to Malik towards the end of the second half were probably his worst. Okay? And also, I think the ball to um, – I thought the fourth down call, he could have thrown the football to Malik. But do you think Garrett Nussmeyer should have been put in the game then? That, that's what I'm trying to get to. When would you have put Garrett Nussmeyer in the game? Just tell, just tell me. When would you have put him in? That's all, that's all I'm asking. And the funny thing is Florida State had 1,000 drops too. I said in the offseason, how long do we wait to swap people out instead of continuing to get behind? Yeah, so, you know, I I think Garrett should play a lot versus Grambling because that's the only way to settle this debate, right, is to actually see. Once again, I, I would get radical and start him. I would. I, I have anyone that's a loyal PHLer, you you know how I am. I, I stand by what I say. I said during the offseason you should start versus Grambling. That's a good easy early season game to number one, get him a start under his belt. And number two, let's just see how it works. Maybe look, I, I'm defending Jaden because he didn't play terrible, but maybe Garrett does give us a higher upside. You start him versus Grambling, and if the offense is just clicking and it's 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 looking like you know the Mike March greatest show on turf, then play Garrett does by the rest of the season. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. You said, I agree. We should start Nuss, but you, um, can't take the grandma high too much. Okay. But that's my point is, does that settle any kind of debate? Well, if Gary Nussmeyer goes out there and plays amazing, Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. All right. Yeah, we couldn't run the football at all either. I mean, there was absolutely nothing. But then again, Jay Madison, when you're playing a track meet kind of game, do you know? 
what are you going to do? Right? What are you going to do? Now, let's take a look at some of this. Uh, also, Malik slipping isn't on Jaden either. I simply don't see a. I simply don't see winning a championship with the QB that leads the team in rushing. That's fair. So John is of the belief that you you can't win this way at all. I will say this. If you have two quality QBs, for example, two and Jalen, and you need a spark, you bring in the backup late third or early fourth. Uh, so you think Garrett Nussmeyer should have been put in at the beginning of the fourth quarter? Uh, I'm 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 fine with that. Obviously, I'm going to give this game a full rewatch. Um. So yeah, so I had a poll question. Look, I'm not going to kill you for an opinion. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer is winning the poll. It's tight. Who should start? Garrett Nussmeyer slightly ahead in this poll, 52 to 48%. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Adam. I, I will I will say this. Okay. This is where I felt Jaden really fell apart to me, okay? The Malik and BTJ ball should have been caught. But the biggest thing that I would really criticize Jaden for is the lack of chemistry with Malik tonight. And I do think one play where I felt Jaden made a really bad decision was on the fourth and goal – you can't take a sack there. You can't because you lose some of the equity in that decision taking a sack on fourth and goal. Because if you take a sack on fourth down, you're cooked, right? There's no success of the play succeeding. And you lose having them start their drive at the one-yard line, okay? That was awful quarterback play, awful. Now, I, I wasn't able to export the, the the film by then. Florida State did do something creative with their coverage. We did come out of a timeout with that. Um, and I still think, though, Malik 
would have been open and Jaden still should have thrown the football to the back corner of the end zone to Malik. So one thing I do fault Jaden for is, you know, Malik, I felt had a, a fair game, but it's, it, it wasn't, you know, if, if I, if I were to fall Jaden Daniels for something, it would be that. Okay. So you see here, 22 of 37 for 347, a touchdown, a pick. So you fault the Malik interception, Adam, on Jaden. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a rewatch. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I missaw the play. I don't know. Ryan Thomas Jr., seven catches, 142 yards, his first 100 yard game. But a lot of that was in that garbage time touchdown. But Malik Neighbor, six catches, 67 yards. On 13 targets. Obviously, that is very ineffective. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a mess. This was an absolute mess. They had two receivers go over 100 yards. Uh, one go for three tutties. They eventually did get some of their run game going. Uh, they were just better than us tonight. And it really sucks. It really, really, really does. Let's take a look at the yard per play numbers. We were at 7.2 to their 6.1, and then we end at 7.2 and 7.5. So at halftime, it was 7.1 to 6.1, and at the end of the game, it was 7.2 to 7.5. Obviously, the Brian Thomas Jr. garbage time thing really hurt us there. Um, but as you can see, you know, rushing attempts, 27, yard, uh, 27 rushing attempts for 113 yards, a 4.2 Average yard per rush. You know, if you take the Jaden runs out of it, whatever. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Logan Diggs tonight. He wasn't available. Um, yeah, this this was a mess. This was an absolute mess of a game. Okay. Uh, God, that end around completion that they had was just a mess. That was not good. Omar Spates, eight tackles. Major Burns, eight tackles. Never good when your corner has that many tackles. I Alexander. Thought Andre Sam was really good tonight. Yeah, defensively, man, they just tore us up. They tore us up. But yeah, Logan is 100%. I would have loved to have seen him tonight. I, I could have sworn it wasn't injury-related, and, and they said they just didn't feel like he was good to go, which might be why Bradford got so much run. Um, let's go to Carvis, who was at the game. Finally settled in in a home and was so disappointed. The stadium was filled with Fuller State fans, as expected. I'm sorry, Carter. Jaden was off tonight for what we saw. Travis is what we expect from Jaden. Yeah, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I thought Jaden was okay, but you know, I go, I go back to this. My major concern going into this game was, can LSU win in a shootout? And we can't. We can't. We proved it last year versus Texas A&M. 
that game became a shootout. We did not have the offense to overcome a shootout. And the truth here, and look, I like to be as fair as I can. Some of you some uh, feel like I'm not hard enough. Some of you feel like I'm too harsh. It's perfectly fine. That comes with it. All right. Um, you know, I do feel like there was that like, so let's take the Alabama game where Jaden was phenomenal in the fourth quarter and he won the game for us in that fourth. He was excellent, made a lot of plays, wasn't the only one, but he made a lot of freaking plays in that fourth quarter. It took our defense playing absolutely masterful getting to that spot. The truth here, at this point in the Jaden Daniels regime, all right, there has not been a game where you can say that it was a back-and-forth kind of they're scoring, we're scoring, they're scoring, we're scoring that Jaden hasn't won yet. The Florida game, sure. But we kind of jumped on them early in that third quarter, and that – was huge. That was obviously huge. Okay. For us to win with Jane, that quarterback, he is a very good quarterback. I don't think anybody here would disagree with that. He is a very good quarterback. Like the Texas a game. All right. John, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. Texas a game. All right. Our defense was getting gashed. We had drops in the first half, but still in that second half, we had the opportunity to go out there and win the game. We did. We had the opportunity to go out there and win the game. And Jaden obviously had the fumble, and then we had the throw later in the second half that he missed on a dig to Jack Besh. It was a slight underthrow. It was a very difficult, like, third and 17-ish kind of play, and it was there. Okay? So the question is, is Gary Nussmeyer a quarterback who can – win in a shootout? Is he a guy that can go toe-to-toe with a Jordan Travis and their offense? Um, so, yeah. Let's go to John's Super Chat, and then we get into things that have been run through. Love J.D., but he's easy to defend now. Nuss proved in the Georgia game, Georgia game what a big arm can do. Lacey's drop was six points. How can you fix this team when everything seems broken and to include coaching? Okay. How do you fix this team? Well, the first thing you have to do is ask yourself, in the game's most important position, do you have the right quarterback fixed? you have the right quarterback picked? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. All right? I think at this point, they're going to stick with Jaden at this at this juncture. The next thing is, what are things that you can control? Well, one thing you can control as a coach is fourth down decision making. Did you make the right decisions on fourth down? I think LSU did the first time. The second time they didn't. You kicked the field goal in that spot. When your short yardage running game had sucked up to that point, you kicked the field goal. I thought that was a bad decision by Brian Kelly. And I'm a normally go for it kind of guy. 
The third thing you need to do is, you know, what about the receivers? Are you playing the best receivers? You know, I get told consistently and, you know, I, I've been critical of, of not critical, but just kind of meh on Chris Hilton. All right. We, we've, if, if he is killing it as much as people tell me he kills it in practice, play him. Play him. Okay. The only guys that on this team right now that deserve targets is Malik and Brian Thomas Jr. They're the only people that have proven to play well. Okay. Nobody else. Nobody else has proven a damn thing. All right. And Mason Taylor, a tight end, obviously has. So this is on Cortez Hankton. You know, he, he, he gets 900K a year. We're not catching the football. Our defense looked as loose as Logan Paul's fiance. You know, I've tried to get into the, the what, the Dylan Danis, Danis, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe when I get to that level of YouTube, uh, I'll – I'll I'll be a part of the fun there. <laughs> I am happily married, but you never know. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, that's that's is it's kind of that's kind of an interesting situation there. Um, but yeah, our defense looked terrible. First half game plan was pretty good. I do think second half. Number one, they just have better players than us. But number two, obviously offense always just dominates defense. I I do, I do think, like, defensively, we were just outclassed. Like, look. The one thing that will really collapse on my face is if Florida State turns out to not be that great of a team. And it might – we'll see. Samuel, thank you for the super chat. We'll go straight to it. Good to see Semper Fi back in here. Oh, you went to the game? You drove nine hours to Orlando for this? Why is Harold Perkins playing one position? Why, why, why? I can't believe I drove nine hours for this team to show up. All right, so I'm going to be honest here about Harold Perkins, okay? I've touched on this before. I'm a big Mason Smith fan, big Harold Perkins fan. You saw Makai Wingo early in the game just dominate, getting through the line of scrimmage. Okay. Oh, so you oh you drove today. You left at 5 a.m. today to get to the game. Oh, man. In camping for for camping World Stadium, I I could understand going to freaking I don't know uh, going to an SEC stadium for the first time, but Orlando. Okay, let me start by saying this. All right. College football is an offensive game. It just is. 
So, as far as Harold Perkins is concerned, take a look at the games where Harold Perkins was successful. All right, go through all the games where Harold Perkins was dominant, okay? He was dominant in a lot of them. The only offensive team that I would have considered that Harold Perkins just dominated last year, that was a good offense, was Alabama. And even then, their offense clearly had fall, uh, faults, and that game just kind of set up really perfectly for us, right? You know, a lot of our defensive players played their absolute best game of the season, okay? And Perkins dominated that game, okay? But the games where he dominated was – Ole Miss, who had a really good offense, all right, but they had flaws, right? Their offensive line wasn't that great, and, you know, we just kind of switched up the game plan. I really enjoyed it. But the game where Harold Perkins really, you know, rose to national prominence was the Arkansas game, right, and which, you know, will go down in LSU history as one of the best defensive performances you ever see. But the truth is, part of what lends itself – to a great defensive performance is how bad the offense is that you're playing. Okay. So it is hard to have a bigger impact on defense when you're playing a very good offense. Okay. It's just that simple. When you're playing an offense that has a quarterback, by the way, Jordan Travis is in year six. He's Stetson Bennett at this point. Okay. He has been playing college football since 2018. All right. It's hard to sack an elite quarterback. And, you know, this question was brought up to me in the pregame. Who would be sacked more? Would it be Jaden Daniels or, or Jordan Travis? And, you know, the fan of me said, well, we're going to get five sacks and they're only going to have two. But the data says something completely different. You know, Jaden takes a lot of sacks and Jordan Travis doesn't. And he is a really, really difficult quarterback to sack. So, Samuel, to your point, you know, a defensive player's impact on a game is always going to be capped by how good of an offense you're going to play. All right, go take a look at last year's Super Bowl. All right, the Eagles got some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He, used to, he was just too good. Um, 2019 championship game. Clemson was consistently in our backfield. Joe Burrow was too good. He's tough to sack. He's too smart. So... You know, if Harold Perkins was even playing the Jack as an every down role, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Sean, I appreciate the uh, compliment and welcome to the channel. I do want to go to the super chat first. Okay. Ty, Chris, I've always appreciated your support, man. Uh, I always appreciate your headshots too. Look at this thing, man. Look at this. I want to switch this up. Look at that. Start Zance. Move Emery to right guard. Frazier was murder over and over again tonight. Okay. Um, all right. This, this is a difficult thing for me. One very difficult thing for me is when I'm critical of an LSU player, and it, it never goes over well. You got all this LSU stuff. You say – you're a fan of the team and every player that plays. So on my Patreon, I will always be 
a little bit more critical because it, it, it does go a little bit better of a written word than on here and all that. Cause I'm laughing, playing around, having a good time. And one thing I did include there was the ability to move people in the middle of the offensive line. And one player that I did mention that I felt was, you know, a, a, might be a little overvalued was Miles Frazier. Okay. And look, Part of, you know, the Miles Frazier hype train started with the uh, senior bowl, right? He got a lot of senior bowl love uh, from Jim Nagy and the, and the crew over there. Okay. So, um, he's not a bad player. He's a fine player. He had some rough moments last year, and we then decided to have him at left guard, and then we moved him over to right guard. I won't. I, I won't say he was just abysmal tonight until I rewatch. It's hard to fully judge an offensive line performance until you uh, rewatch the game. But I do think Martinez could be your guy. Now, what I can also say is... Maybe Brian Kelly told us this offseason when he said lower the championship pipe that he knew that this team wasn't as good as we probably thought they were. Okay. But I I I I want to go back to the Harold Perkins thing really quickly. You can scheme defensive players out of games. You just can't. Okay. So I, I learned this at a very young age. I was a student. And, you know, I was a defensive guy. I've always been a defensive guy, okay? But if you notice on all the film studies that we do, I just don't spend a whole lot of time on the defense because, you know, on the offensive side of the football is more important. Now, you do need to have defense. And you do need to have players on defense. But what really radicalized me from being, you know, defense win championships kind of guy was the 2011 National Championship game. I know, a very dark moment, our darkest moment as LSU fans. But before the game, you know, I was in student media, and, you know, they had, like, these media sessions, and I interviewed Jim McElwain, okay, who was the offensive coordinator. He's now the coach at Central Michigan, and he was uh, the offensive coordinator for Alabama at the time. And I talked to him, and he said, hey, we are not going to let Morris Claiborne and Tyron Matthew win this game. And what did they do in that game? They, they didn't throw to Morris Claiborne's time side of the field one time. So defensive players can get schemed out of games. It doesn't matter if you're Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa. doesn't matter who you are. Offenses are so advanced now. And one thing you cannot do, all right, all right, and look, one thing, one thing you, you just simply can't do is hit anybody anymore. Right. Uh, you know, they're, they're whistling everything. And one th- one way a defensive player could affect a game is by laying a hard hit to a player. You can't do that anymore. It's been very incremental how small the defensive side of the football can affect the game. It is it's slowly eroding. OK, and everything now is so offensive minded. Everything. Okay. 
defensively, we were very conservative tonight. Maybe Mason Smith was unavailable. Uh, maybe because Mason was unavailable. Sage Ryan was underwhelmed, and I thought Deuce was better. So Deuce had the pick, and he had a few nice plays. But, yeah, you know, he got mossed a few times. I I got to be real, though, man. Keon Coleman is a real freaking deal, man. That dude is a freaking truth. I did an Auburn film study for the SEC channel, and holy hell, I was f- blown a frick away and how many jump ball catches he was able to make. Blown the frick away. Ugh. Mm. where we are now here's what we're gonna do um i do feel like watching the tape i want to get right into the film today for tomorrow night i will be on ays tomorrow night uh 7 30 so be on the lookout for that uh did LSU quit? But one thing that should quit is you wearing this onesie. I mean, what the hell is happening here? Your name is Claudio, by the way. And you decided to jump on my stream in a Florida State onesie. With the null feather covering your pecker. You decided this was a great idea. Standing out in public in this. This isn't even your house. I can tell it's like a marbleized wall behind you. And you thought this was a great idea. You could be celebrating. But you decided to say, look. Oh. Chris Jericho is my favorite human ever. Let me go get one of those things and slap my favorite team's mascot on it. I mean, what in the hell is this? Do you have a family? Do they let they let you go out and said, "Oh, Claudio, that looks fantastic on your body right now." You 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 decided this was a great idea, and I, I'm I'm telling you, I am not the one to f with right now. And I, I told my mom, I'm never gonna drop an f bomb on here. We're getting close. Now Van might, Blake might, my guest might, but I will say you made my night better. <laughs> Uh, I used to be stand-up, as you can tell. And we're used to wrestling each other. So I feel like I'm kind. I feel like I'm kind. I'm going to be kind. <laughs> I'm still blo- I'm frozen in time by this. 
still doesn't ignore the fact that LSU got their ass beat for a team I used to play for. Hmm. Now, did you play for the team? Interesting. Yeah. So Claudio probably told his mom, hey, if you get me a uh, Seminole leotard, can I make pretend that I'm actually on the football team? And Claudio's mom said, sure. Sure. Let me go to Victoria's Secret and then go to Dick's Sporting Goods and say, can you smash something together for my son, Claudio? Stop looking at his. I wish I could. But apparently, there's not a whole lot to look at there. And Bama59 said, hey, I would look at his pecker too, but it's not my cousin. I get it, Bama59. I know how you guys roll. I should, I should quit. I should quit. I don't, I don't. Oh, man. I should quit. Let's see. Oh, man. (laughs) I just couldn't believe what I saw at first. I was like, wait, is this a Florida State onesie? Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. But hey, you want to rock that? You can rock it. I used to wear Speedos. No shame in your game. Rock what you want to rock. Be yourself. Do what you want to do. But no, Claudio, welcome to PHL. I shouldn't have. You were talking shit. I was going to talk shit back. I mean, that's just how it works. It's all good. I'm really, I'm really not mean though. You guys, know, I'm not mean. But there you go. Updated record prediction. I had LSU uh, ten and two, nine and three in that range. I actually, in my final uh, listing, I had LSU potentially losing to Florida State. You know, fifty fifty games. I'll put like half a win. Let me see. Where is my? I had to reorganize today. Haley was so mad at how messy everything was. So there you go. 
I feel bad though. I feel like I ran them off the channel. But the thing is, if you come on here, to, there's been a lot of Florida State fans jumping on here talking trash. But listen, last week could not have been better for your boy. We had obviously really good numbers on the channel. I was obviously really good. Very blessed. I will also say this. As a Florida State fan, if you're watching this right now, what you might not know is Peter Wark was on this channel last week. Now, he was on here for a minute, but am I lying? Am I lying? Peter Wark was on our channel last week. Okay. I want DJ Chester to get a start. Now that's sexy. I don't mind that, Josh. Okay, Bama five nine. You are very obsessed with staring me staring at somebody's penis. I think you should go get yourself checked out. Get yourself checked out. Well, what happened? What happened? We got our asses beat. What's up, man? Wait, you just came out of nowhere. You just came out of nowhere. You just came out of nowhere. Carter, we got our asses beat. Oh. Did we now? <laughs> Where do you want to start? <clears throat> All right. So you are known as the ultimate Jaden guy. You, your thoughts on his performance tonight? I don't know if I. I mean, why do I get labeled as the ultimate Jaden dude? Well, I, I, I. The only I get told this all the time. The only person that loves Jaden more than me is you. So that's just what I, I've heard that from a lot of people. So your honest thoughts on Jaden's performance tonight? He could have played better. Right. Um, but <clears throat> Carter, you can't drop you can't drop five passes. They were bad. I, I keep trying to say it. Kyron Lacey. Kyron dropped three. Brian Thomas dropped one. Malik dropped one. You can't do it, man. Especially Kyron's drops. Those are those are the worst. Well, and on third down. I look yeah, yeah. the O line's getting obliterated, and I understand. What did I what did I text you Thursday or Friday? Oh, we were in trouble. No, not well, not that, because I thought LSU's why were they trying to run up the gut? You can't. That, you can't run on there, like, man. Tell me if I'm wrong. Did I not tell you that on Friday? Like, if we yeah, try to no. run up the middle, we're like, we're going to lose. We had no shot running up the middle. They, well, they, 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 look, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. They tore us up. You know, that's why, you know, last week I wasn't going to do an offensive film study, but then I was like, well, you know, because everyone made a big deal about Jared versus Jared versus that. He had one sack, but I felt like we did fine versus him. Jared it was didn't have a sack. No, verse had a sack at the end of the at the end of the second quarter on Will. Oh, okay. Well, oh no, that wasn't a sack. No, it was a sack. He brought no, it, it went sack. down as the incompletion. Remember? Oh well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, technically, incompletion. Okay, but that was his only impact play. That was the only factor he had all game. Okay, we just could not run up the middle, and I, I that's why I did the whole thing, where I said Jared Verse is. Not the best player, not the biggest factor on their team. You can't run up the middle on their defensive tackles. Or let me say this our guys in the middle of our offensive line can't move their guys in the middle of their off defensive line. You just you can't move. Put, you gotta put Jones at guard. You have to. You have to. And live with the results. And live, live with her learning. Yeah. I think I, I am I'm totally with you on that. I don't think people quite understand how big of a lift that would be, not only because we're not playing well in the middle, but Emory is a perfect guard. Perfect. Well, and, and even when you're down 14, the Emory Jones miscommunication on that block was massive. Jaden did not get any help from the running game. None. Like, so, Carter, what's the, what, what's the quarterback's be best friend? Oh, the running game and play action. It, did he have it? He had none of that. So this is this is why I'm very defensive of Jaden. Is is are there some limitations? Yes. Could there have been some passes? You know, I think for me, Blake, where I thought or where I felt the most uncomfortable was the fact that Jaden and Malik were so freaking good last year. They were tomato tomato last year. And they just like even at the end of the first half. It would have been so nice to not settle for the field goal, but get a tutty. And there was a few 50-50 balls I think Malik and Jaden both could have done a better job of, but in particular, Jaden could have put a better ball up for Malik to make a play on. Well, here's the big here's the bigger thing. It's it's not the because Jaden's trying to trying to throw a back shoulder there, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm never gonna get mad at a quarterback for trying to do that. Ever. Because it's a, hey, a connection thing. You know what the bigger problem about that is? Let's hear it. Malik Neighbors is going up for the – I heard you earlier about people saying the F word. Malik Neighbors has no effing business going for back-to-back -back fade routes when Brian Thomas Jr. exists on your team. That's true. Yeah. None. Uh, before the 75-yard touchdown, before we get to Blaze, who, by the way, I took in call-ins tonight. Should have never done it. <laughs> it you, was, took call -in? you took call-ins? Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, Blaze was a good one, though. Uh, let me, let me yeah. say this before, we, before I, we get to the Super Chat there, though. Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors had the same amount of catches and yards before the 75-yard touchdown. Six for 67. So... You you were pleased with BTJ tonight? No, he no, I wasn't. Oh, I see what you're saying. The garbage time touchdown. It was not was really nothing. Right. Probably that was it's a freshman DB. He beat. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. garbage. Time. It's no. garbage time. 
Carter, they're a playoff. Florida State's a playoff team. No, I, I'm with you. They they were they 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 were the best team on the schedule. Now let me. me now let me ask you this question. Um, would you have put in Garrett for the final drive? Absolutely. Um, midway through the fourth, may, maybe. But I think for me, and I I've had this point for a while. I am open to starting him versus Grambling. I am open to that. Um, not for permanence, but to give him at least a comfortable start just to see what it looks like. Um, but I do, I, I, once again, obviously I'm such a film nerd. I want to rewatch the game and, you know, pick it apart with a fine tube comb, but I felt as if Jaden wasn't bad, but I do think it was clear that the better quarterback was on the other sideline. I agree with that. Yeah. And I also think, Jay, hey, how about this? How about this? You want to hear a crazy stat? Yeah. 120 minutes. Guess how many sacks we have on Jordan Travis? Zero. And which leads so, me to the biggest point. Yeah. What are we doing with Harold Perkins? Yeah. No, I know you love Ovi. I know you love Swenson. Carter, you got to take him out. Yeah, I th- I think you know this. This was a tough first game, not having B.J. Ojolari on your sideline, um, and I, I also Smith comes into a big factor now, doesn't he? Yeah, I think. But, but here's the thing, though, Carter, Jordan uh, Jordan Jefferson and Makai Wingo, the interior of her defensive line was actually pretty freaking good. They played well, and I will also say that. Uh, you know, there were a few plays where Wingo got pressure up the middle where if someone else had any kind of pressure would have been able to bring Jordan Travis down. But Jordan Travis is just tough to sack. And this also just makes it kind of – he's also a year six quarterback. Seven. So, this oh, is seven? his seventh year, right? I thought he was class of 2018, so that would make him year six. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2022, 2022, 2022, 2023. Yeah. Yeah, you're six. Right. But but it's still like, no 2018, 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah, it's six. Six. So it's it's tough. I mean, the guy has seen every defense, and where I felt LSU lost this game was obviously the second half, but they at least left so many points on the field in that first. I hated Carter, Carter I'm I, gonna I, can I push back on that? Yeah, go ahead. I think they lost it in the beginning of the third. Can I tell you why? Let's hear it. All right, you're up seven. You're up seventeen fourteen, right? Florida State goes down and kicks the field goal, tied it. Right. Daniels QB draw for fifteen. Neighbors for eight. Taylor for ten. Verse gets the personal foul. Remember when he hit uh, uh, Taylor on the sideline? Let's call it what it is. Was a BS call. Bradford, so first and 10, Bradford goes for four, second and six. Neighbor's screen doesn't get a yard, so third and six. Kyron Lacey drop. Huge drop. And and we did a we did a film. We actually you missed it earlier. We did a film breakdown of it. Mason Taylor missed such a huge block on that Malik uh, quick screen uh that got dropped. He missed 
the the if he makes that block, it's at least a first down, and then okay. you don't get the Kyron Lacy drop. But still, Kyron Lacy drop continue. It was the biggest. It was so huge. You return after the punt. They go for Sam gets the big hit on th- or on second and six, makes it third and three. They run again. Sam has another tackle for one. Fourth down. Fourth down. Fourth down. 39-yard screen pass. House got outcoached. And I'm starting to – Carter, I'm starting to question. You should. I mean, look, it is no mystery that – House has played a lot of really good quarterbacks. A lot. Like an obscene amount. And uh, he is underperformed in every one of them not named Bryce Young. Agreed. And that's, you know, the the the, the big concern. You know, he can't really get off the field. I do think that play call is absolutely perfection, but he could have done – I think there are some things he could have done a better job. One thing you, you – with the Keon Coleman jump ball stuff, some of that stuff's not defensible. But there was so much stuff over the middle. I disagree. What are we doing with Major Burns on Keon Coleman? So this one, Mike Norvell does a really good job of. You know, he puts his best receivers in the slot. And I know I went on your show a gazillion times and on my show I did it. I would like to see Malik in the slot more tonight. Maybe when I rewatch, he is there more than I thought. But – Mike he was did there a fair. He was there a fair amount. So may, maybe, maybe but, it was just see, LSU made a massive adjustment. Now you're going to go back and watch this. Yeah, they would bunch. If you remember, LSU ran a lot of bunch formations tonight. Remember the long run by Josh Williams. Yeah. Remember when Kurt Herb Street circled the entire defense of Florida State and they ran for forty yards. Remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They singled out Malik Neighbors. So we just talked about the screen pass. That's when Jaden threw the interception on the Malik Neighbors fall down. Right. Okay. They were singling him up man to man. No safety help. Nothing. Nothing, Carter. I, I he th- this one Malik's best game. There wasn't anything special in this game for me. Cypress. Ate him up a little. Yeah, and it also looked that, you know, maybe just maybe this portal class that Florida State brought in is just way it better than the ours. number one portal class. Yeah. Keon Coleman makes it the number one portal. And here's another thing. Speaking of that, speaking of portal, I know you have issues with Denver Harris. <laughs> Carter, at some point, you got to throw him out there. Yeah, it's just, is he even available at this point? You know, like Carter, he's available more than Deuce Chestnut. It I, once again, that's more behind the scenes stuff. If he's ready to go, I, 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 I you know, I, you, you're right you know, I, you know, you know, I love Denver Harris, and I want, I kind of want to see it, see him fail in a game before I just want to just. Say no to him. But let him fail, there. Carter. I mean, the guy has nine catches, 150 plus, and three tutties. What else do you need to see? <sighs> and here's another thing. 
even if it's not Denver Harris, Carter, the first three plays of the game, you think Mike Norvell was listening to your show? First three play, play, plays of the game, what were they? On which side of the football? Florida State. Bell for five. Sage Ryan misses the tackle. Yeah. Coleman missed on the on, on the out route. Okay. But Sage Ryan's beat. Wilson goes for 11 on Sage Ryan. They went after him all night long. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they exposed your weakness. So we'll be on Blake's show uh, tonight. So or, uh, it is actually technically tonight. I'll be on tonight, seven thirty Central. Are you doing? Are you doing a Labor Day show? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't have it. a choice now. If they would have won, yeah. I could have probably pushed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on tonight at seven thirty on his channel. So here's what we're gonna do. There's still three hundred ninety-one here with you. Blake said he couldn't go to sleep, so he wanted to hop on with me. Hey, hit the like and share. Tell them all to hit the like and share. Everybody hit the like and share. Hit it. Uh. We'll go for another five to ten minutes. Get your questions in. If you super chat, we'll keep going. That's how I always go. If you super chat, everybody we'll hit the super chat. Carter, don't field another question until they super chat you. No, we're going to. Well, actually, here's what I do. Ty Chris has always been very generous. Um, let's talk about uh, the secondary. Okay. Carter, I, I'm going after, to- the, after the Zy Alexander pass breakup. And yeah. Greg Brooks' pass breakup. Name another time they threw in their general direction. Uh, they didn't. It was mostly Chestnut and, and Sage. They did get- not throw in Alexander and Brooks's general direction halfway through the second quarter. Mm. Let's go to Simper, someone that is from Lafayette. Sage is a running back and always, always will be a running back. Carter, he's not a corner. Yeah, I, I, I'm. We've seen enough with Sage Ryan, but there's no other options at this yes, point. The, yes, there is, though. So you, let me ask you this: you, you want to play stamps more now? Give it, Carter. Here, Give here's it here's my here's <laughs> my <laughs> here's my thing. What else worse could have happened? What else worse could have happened other than the fade route with Keon Coleman scoring? Please tell me. There's nothing else. After two touchdowns, nine catches, 155 yards, what else do I need to see? Mm. Let me ask you this. Years that Deuce got his rear end torn up against Florida State. You know Let's, it go Let's go to Blaze LeBlanc. Carter asked Blake, and he's had to ask oh, me in three yeah. weeks. Do I think LSU wins the West after this tonight? Okay. So, Blaze, what do you think? I think they still can. I think, for me, you have to keep this in mind if you're an LSU fan. You watch tonight the only team in the SEC West who played somebody. That's it. This is the only team in the West that played anybody with a pulse. Nobody in their soul right now could tell me where Mercer is located. Nobody can. Okay? This is the only... Yeah, yeah, but... But... We can't can't stop A&M's wide receivers. 
They're, no. the second, they're, they're the second best wide receiver core we're going to see all year. We can't stop them. No, they, they were they were my number one wide receiver core going into this season. Yeah, we can't and stop them. Card, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you lose. If you told well, me, if you asked me today, if if you lose, I think you lose. I I would I would say no because Jimbo never coaches well on the road, and he never coaches well in Baton Rouge. He is well, not. We're going to find out. We're going to find out week two. But we're find I, out this I, week. I will tell you this. I will tell you this, man. The one thing, if you are an LSU fan, that is scary is there is not a run over SEC team on the schedule. Every team you play this year in the SEC, and I was on your show uh, earlier this year, and you asked me this, am I worried about any of the teams outside of Florida State? And I said yes. Some of that was from an LSU perspective, but some of that is just the SEC. I don't like going to Como at 11 a.m. I don't. I'm telling you, this – the thing, the thing that really sucks is gone are the days where Chad Morris was at Arkansas and Matt Luke was at Ole Miss. All these schools in the West are good. I don't, I don't, I don't think Mississippi State's a good team this year. But what I would say, you're gonna find out in two weeks. What I would say, it is a road game at 11 a.m. Both of which are a recipe for disaster based on what this team showed you last year. So yeah, I mean. I, I would I would say no. I would say no. LSU is the 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 favorites in the West, but I do no, think Bama took that over. I mean, they're going to give it to Bama now, and why wouldn't they? I'd hold off just a little bit uh, on Alabama. I would. Everybody, I mean, but I what I'm saying though is, is everybody else is going to give it. Well, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, but I don't think it's them. I'm going to tell. I'm going to give you a hot take. I'm going to continue to be bullish on this. How many times have I brought an A&M to you? Oh, I'm, 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 I believe it or not, I'm on the AM train too. They were, uh, Carter, they are really good. They're, they're a good football team. Jimbo did not call a play Saturday, but they also, they also did play New Mexico and they're terrible. But Carter, you played New Mexico last year and you didn't look as impressive as they did. I'd say about the same. New Mexico no, moved the football. No, New Mexico moved the football some early in that game. Carter, Evan Stewart's still running. Yeah, no, Evan Stewart, no Rogers. Stop being so bullish on AM. You're right. No, no, look. I, I will say this, and hopefully it falls flat on my face. There's nothing more I want to see than a Jimbo meltdown situation. Me too. Go to Power Hour SEC. My lock of the year was Texas AM over their seven and a half win total. I agree. There it was my it was my lock of the year, and I said sprinkle some on AM to win the West. I will also say this, though. I want to see Connor Wigman in a game where his pocket isn't completely clean. If you can get things dirty for him, that was our issue last year. Well, that was since, our issue tonight. Yeah. You know, since they're running the football, but at least we stopped the run tonight. AM did whatever they wanted. Carter, they passed us around. You want to hear another crazy stat? Let's hear it. Four minutes, four minutes into the third quarter, how many rushing yards do you think Florida State had not a lot 27 guess how many they ended with uh probably I mean their their long run was like 13 14 yards so I'd say probably I don't know 97 to 100 somewhere 135 135 okay 
Let's go to Carvis' Super Chat. Carvis was at the game, as we always say. People that actually go to the game and you spend your hard-earned cash to travel. Now, Carvis lives in Orlando. Uh, I feel very sorry for you, especially Carvis, you know, everybody coming to Orlando, to your city. I'm with Blake. Play Denver Harris. Sage Ryan is a nickel safety. Everywhere we put players in the wrong position, it's starting to get frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, w- I will say this, okay? I couldn't imagine it being Tyron Matthew at that game, watching the defensive backs get ragdolled like that. And we are we are at this point right now, we will always be DBU, but we are not DBU. And I will also say this. Yes, this was the best offense I think we will play this year. This is also the worst secondary LSU has fielded in a long time. In a long, long, long time. There's a lot to be said. There's a in lot a- to be said about getting experienced guys like Jared Bernard Converse and Makai Garner. We un- Carter, we were 26th in the country last year in passing yards allowed, 26th. By the way, the year before that, we were 107th. Yeah. Jer- Jarek was really good. And we're not, we're, we're not a good team on the back end. And it would have been nice to have Jay Ward for another season. But – that's when NIL comes into play, Carter. But yeah. you know he made the didn't he make the 53? He I'm made, sure he did. He yeah, he had a, he had a he, he had a good preseason. I don't know if he needs to go to Southern. He's just not a corner. What would you do with him? I I just at this point you Maybe just him? Yeah, I think so. I just think here here's my thing. All right. If you're a, uh, this is one thing that people, uh, let's go to Jordan here. One month punt, he didn't see the field again. Yeah, I'm not ready to, to like, I wasn't as high on Aaron Anderson as you were. Um, but I'm also not, I'm also not in a spot to just, th- this but, what pissed me off. This what pissed me off. Okay. okay. This pissed me off. If you and this is one thing that objectively I could say with a gazillion percent Brian Kelly got wrong. All right. If you announce that Aaron Anderson is your punt returner, and the first guy you put out there is Gregory Clayton, you know that you have issues. Yes. What is that? And that is part of the reason why. I just wanted a special teams coach to be hired. Just well, something. Just one now. In in Jancic, right? No, in uh, Diaco. So Diaco obviously is the analyst, but now special teams know, wise, though, in fairness, outside the muff punt, which gets missed, okay, because of the Deuce Chestnut interception, which was the right. very next play after that. Right. Cardi, you had a sixty-five yard punt down to the one. Perfect. You made the field goal that you were supposed to. And you didn't yeah. allow any special teams to happen. Yes. Special teams was not the issue tonight, as crazy I, as that is. I agree, but it is on Brian Kelly to say, to come out and say, Aaron Anderson is my punt returner. And then the very first punt return is Gregory Clayton, who made a circus catch. And then Aaron Anderson's probably like, whoa, I thought I was the guy. 
And then now he goes out there and he, he muffs it. Now he should still catch it. There should never be an excuse in the history of mankind to ever muff a punt. You, you should be able to not warm up at all. You should be able to have one arm tied behind your back and still be able to catch a punt. Okay. But it is just bizarre how that was handled. It it really was. Well, um, here's the problem that I have with not playing it. But how does that affect not playing him? Because he had doesn't. one catch for nine yards. Malik muffed two of them things last year and led the SEC in catches. Yeah, but he's a way he's a way better player. But I I agree. He still should have well, played. We don't know that. We Carter. Yeah. We don't know that yet. Like it, to some degree, he catches a bubble pass, a bubble screen. Gets nine yards, okay, in fairness. But you're going to allow a guy that has seven drops in the last two games in Kyron Lacey. If you want to be technical with it, Carter, he has double-digit drops in the last four games he's played. Yeah, he's he's it's... He's a liability at times when catching the football. Now he... But he makes circus catches along the sideline like he did for the 27-yard gain... Why are you penalizing Aaron Anderson over Kyron Lacey? Yeah, and, I, unless he's hurt. No, I, 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 I think Kyron needs to be benched. Here, here, here's why. If you play defensive back right now in the current LSU secondary, he's the least play. person on that roster that scares me. Who? Kyron. Yes. And my thing is this. All right. For me to justify playing you with the drops, I need an ROI in return for the drops. So if you drop passes, catch. yes, but outside of that, have you ever seen Kyron Lacey outside of a one-handed catch in the spring game do something in the game that makes you go, Gosh darn it! This is tonight. Tonight's first catch that he had along the sidelines. I, I was like, oh, okay, so he has gotten a lot better. Yes, and outside honestly, of that, Carter, he didn't. He he was un, he underperformed. And honestly, that was that that catch was created by to me one of Jaden's best throws of the night. The nickel who was covering Kyron had inside leverage. Jaden saw it. Saw that they rolled into one high, so he knew to throw the deep out. That was it really good. Numbers. James. It hit him in number. So it wasn't like, you know, he made a, a, a jumping catch and made the guy miss. He did a good job cutting back and getting it down to the one. It was an amazing play, but that's it. So if I account for seven drops and Kyron Lacey had a difficult catch versus Alabama, it was for nine yards. He made one first down catch versus Ole Miss. There's just not enough for me to justify playing you at this point, right? Like, for instance, the last LSU player who had drop issues like this, that was just so blatantly bad. Brandon LaFell? was Brandon LaFell, okay? His drops were the worst, okay? The Auburn drop, I, I still get nightmares. But we saw Brandon LaFell make a lot of plays outside of that drop. So I justified it. And... It didn't well. It didn't justify the drops, but you get what I'm saying. It was like we're keeping you out here because of the potential of you doing something special. And for me at this point, 
Kyron's not done enough for me to keep you out there to justify, you know, the drops. And some of my favorite, like Jure had some drop issues early in 2021, but he quickly fixed them and he made enough plays for him to justifiably stay in the lineup. Um, Let's go to Adam. Drops hurt, but we're still not getting vertical with the pass game. 90% of the passes are at the line of scrimmage, especially on third and fourth down. Where's the law? You know what else bothers me that we hadn't yeah. talked about tonight? And I yeah. agree with this. Kind of go, goes to the point. It's here. You know why we lost the last two years? It's here. It's, it's, one, it's one thing. Third down. Yeah. The money down, baby. The money down. We're so bad there. Got to get off the field. Got to extend the drives, baby. Got to get off the field. Got to extend. Let me ask you a a question. You're a smart guy. Go on ahead. Why not give Caleb Jackson a carry? I wasn't going to get to that tonight. I was going to wait for uh, tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Well, let's preface it it now. I, I... There is a lack of umph at this point, okay, in the um, in the passing game. All right. So just for those, uh, take a look at the third downs. LSU three of ten, and honestly, in, in technicality, it really is three of thirteen if you want to include fourth downs. So when they had the opportunity to extend drives, there were three of thirteen, and Florida State was ten of fifteen. Okay. We just started um, talking about that on our show. Carter, you went twenty-three, you went twenty-three percent on third down on conversion downs. Right. It's horrible. I mean, we gave up five hundred yards of offense. I, I gotta be so they gotta rush. Be. Look at this, Carter. Look at this. Look at rushing yards and look at net rushing yards. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a mess. Um, it's, it's, it's a mess. All of it's a mess. I, I think at this point though, like I I was, uh, you know, I did not, I, I didn't hear that Logan was, was dinged up. Um, I I was a little, he said coach's decision. Yeah. He said it was something like he wasn't a hundred percent, but you know, what, I don't know, uh, but at this you know what point, you know what else is alarming. Look at that? the yak yardage. Two hundred sixty-one yak. There's no way LSU had two hundred sixty-one yak. Yes, yeah, seventy-five of that are seventy. Or oh, that's yards. Is that yards after contact? Yards I mean, after catch. Yards after catch. 261. Maybe that's a little inflated because of the Brian Thomas Jr., but that's still a high number. Crazy. Even if you, Carter, even if you, even if he had 60 of that, you still had 200. That's, that's pretty good. So, yeah. Well, all right. We'll take a few more. Once you get a few super jab, we'll take, we'll, we'll keep going. Mr. All right. Kilo. Let's. Oh, God. Can we talk? Have we talked about Perkins? 
Uh, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, I've talked about what it. What are we bit. doing? Carter, what are we doing? By the way, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong. He got destroyed tonight in the running game. Um, he played he played counter perfectly in the first half on one play. Second um, half, he got destroyed. Am I wrong? Yeah, and I think, you know. I I I I I do think it's important to have a conversation with him about what he wants to be, because. Well, but Carter, here's why: why go into this game, letting him learn middle linebacker against Florida State? That's difficult in the run game. Yeah, and and the worst team to play linebacker against is Florida State. Like, there's different teams where certain schemes really stress you out. Like, if you're a DB, you're going to have hell to pay if you play Tennessee's offense, right? Because uh, they just stretch you out so much, and it's a lot of communication BS. Florida State is a brutal, brutal game to play linebacker. Brutal. Just because of how many different things that they do. And I do think it was a lot for that being your first game as an off-ball linebacker. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think, I think you keep him at off ball, uh, f for these next couple of games and see, see if it is something you just want to blow up. I just don't want to close the door on this after one game versus a really good no, offense. I, I, I'm not saying to do that, but Carter, you gotta get him on the edge on third downs. You gotta Michael yeah. Parsons his ass. Yeah, he my I think at this point, and they did that some, but I think not enough. This, I think at this point, if it's third and long, my rule for him would be I want him within a yard of the football, whether it's right up on the line rushing off the edge or straight up behind the nose guard doing what he did versus Mississippi State and Alabama. So, um, I mean, Carter, he's not getting to Omar Spates any – I mean, he's not getting to Travis anyway on the spy. If you're going to do it, let Spates do it. Yeah, I mean – I mean, he's not getting to him anyway. On a scale of 1 to 10, seven. what's a level – you say 7? Yeah, um, I mean, they still threw for 300-plus yards. I I I would I would I would say five because I thought it would be better than what it was tonight, and some of that is more so on the receivers than it is Jaden. But I promise you, you guys but, know oh, they got to run the ball though. Like this can't happen. Yeah, no, like, you like they have to run the football. Like this isn't all on on number five. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think if I were to grade Jaden's performance tonight, I would definitely give it. Um, for uh, I, I, I was, I was gonna go six. I was gonna go six. Um, not as best, obviously, not nearly as good as he played versus Florida State last year. Um, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't where Jaden needed to be. All right, let's go to Marcus. He says, 
Good night, fellas. Marcus, you can't go to bed. Marcus is normally, uh, yeah, you can call me tomorrow. Marcus, you can't go to bed, man. We are right there, boy. All right, we'll keep it going for a little bit for you, Jonathan. Marcus, you can't. Marcus, he he does all nighters. Marcus does all nighters. All right, here we go. Opinion on all. Utilize Anderson like the Saints use Darren Sproles. All right, let's start with that. I don't I don't think that I don't think they're the same player. I also don't let me give you my honest thoughts on Aaron Anderson. Okay. He has always had lower body injuries. Okay. So this was his first like a thousand percent healthy game. And you know, for me, I, I do worry, like, especially if you're at this age in your career, it probably doesn't have that huge of an effect on you. Uh, you're able to rehab if you're younger, but he like like he might not be as explosive as we think. He but Carter, he only got a catch, right? But I've seen him take a screen pass against his first team defense and scrimmage sixty yards without being touched. So, so you still have hope for him? I do too. I do too. I mean, what am I going to base that off of? A kick return? Like Carter, with the most explosive player in LSU, maybe arguably one of the most explosive players in LSU's history. Yeah, he could return kicks and return punts. He couldn't catch a cold if he was butt ass naked in a snowstorm in Alaska. And Trent Holiday. Trent Holiday. Um, there's I, I, not I will, an ex- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I will say this. Okay. Do I like Aaron Anderson? Yes. I I didn't love him coming out of high school. I liked him a lot. I didn't love him. He was not the number one skill guy for me coming out. I still think, though, I agree with you, it still is a little early. Um, But I also feel this way, and I know you're going to push back and say it doesn't matter, but I do think it matters. From this point forward, don't give a wide receiver on our team a single-digit number until they prove something. Don't do it. It matters. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it matters. You should have known, known our DB room was in trouble when they gave a lineman seven. <laughs> Fade routes to the end zone corner with BTJ. I'm with you on that. Start That'd hurt. Be, start hurt mm-hmm. on the offensive line. Yeah, he should play a lot versus Grambling. No doubt. About neighbors it. in the slot. I, agree. I don't disagree with that. Garrett Nuthmeyer, I say start him versus Grambling. Start him. Give him a start. Let's see what happens. At least it gives him a start going into next year. See how see how a game plan. You can't t- you can't take out Jaden, not yet. But I felt this way before this game. Regardless of how, even if we would have blown Florida State out. I liked Harbaugh's approach last year to starting because he was 50-50 on his guys. He started one quarterback one game, started one quarterback the other. I kind of like that approach. I do. I say start him versus Gramlin. I still like Jaden. I still think he should be the starter for Mississippi State. But let's let, let's see. How much you want to see how much you want to see Jaden versus uh, how much you want to see Garrett versus oh, I want a lot. I want to see him. He better play the whole second half. Dembrock's play calling is predictable, except for the first play. 
Haven't talked a whole lot about since you've been on here. I, I, I mean, I mean, in fairness, he's scheming them up. Okay. Mike Dimbrock is You're on mute for me. Uh, I'm on mute. Hello. I can't you can't hear me anymore? Is that me? Oh. My bad. No, it's all good. Can you hear me now? Yep. Mike Dimbrock is not an elite play caller. He's not a top ten play caller, but he's still really good. In the coaching community, and obviously, you know a ton of coaches. I will say that Florida State's coach, Norvell, is so well-respected with so many different things he can do. He is an elite play caller. I do feel he schemed a few things wide open, more so as the game moved on in the second half, where – you know, I want to see a lot more of what we saw the very first play of the game with that. I, I never got a jolt from the first play of any LSU game Trey as Bradford. I had from the Trey Bradford. But here's the wild thing, though, Carter. You didn't see him the rest of the game, really. Right. So, yeah, I think – I think I do agree, though, Jonathan. Thank you for the generous super chat. I do agree, though, that the very first play of the game, the uh, the the play call was absolutely amazing. So, Sipper says we should have hired Lane. Oh, get out of here! Nah, I don't know about that. I, I was a Lane guy. Are you gonna, we gonna get give up on BK? Everybody just giving up on him. So, how much how much you put this on BK? Plead the fifth. You, I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. I, I will say this, and this I, I said this quite a bit on your show, and, and I'm, I'm bringing it up again tonight. You can't get blown out as much as you've been. He's been blown out this for these first two years, and you know, blown out the first two years like this, though. Yeah, but. You know, was were Saban's teams as good as these teams? Did you know Saban? I don't think you. I think you could say it now, but I don't think you knew. Right, but maybe maybe I I should. I'm old enough to remember when Eli Manning and Ole Miss came into Death Valley and kicked our ass forty-five to thirteen or something like that. Yeah, Eli does talk a lot about the LSU games. Uh, It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I, did you see us still, getting our butts kicked like that? Because I didn't. No, I thought that they had a better shot of blowing us out than we had blowing them out, just because of how good their offense was, and just because last year, even though they weren't the best of teams that they blew out, they blew out more teams than we blew out last year. Um, and I don't really count Purdue because Purdue played a JV team. So, you know, I, I felt that was in the cards and it wasn't a wire to wire blowout in, in a sense, like for instance, great example, 
if either Brian Thomas or Kyron Lacy makes one of those catches, it's a completely different ball game. At the at the very least, it is not a blowout. At the very least, it's not a blowout. But Carter, if you score on the first drive of the game, yeah, it's it's very likely not a blowout. Now, this guy's been one of our sharpest viewers tonight. No 850. He is serving in Japan. Hey, right it's now. the reason we uh well thank you for your service. Yeah, he I, I met him tonight. He's serving all the way in Japan. He's I, right. And I was the key of the game last year, too. You won the West, but you didn't get blown out. You lost by a point. That blowout, this blowout, I mean, we got blown out by Ole Miss in eight and 17. Still went, what, nine and four? And 17, we got blown out by them? Yeah, remember uh, we went to Mississippi State and got blown out? Oh, Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah. They said Ole Miss. Yeah, they beat us 37 to seven. Nick Fitzgerald. Look, Nick Fitzgerald. Before I get out of here, Carter, here's, hey, the, here's the last thing. It's a long season, and a lot of things can happen. But I still think Florida State's a playoff team. No, I agree. So, all right. All right, boss. We'll see you. See you Monday. So, I'll see, see you in <laughs> – I don't know how many hours it is. What Love is that? Buddy. All right, buddy. See you. Cheers. All right, I'll take a few more here. This guy's who's more shocking or disappointing? Oh, definitely us. Florida losing was uh you could see that from a mile away. You could. You could. All right, y'all. I am about to start the film study. We'll have it up for you uh, tomorrow night. Big thanks to all our super chatters. Our top super chatter, no real surprise here, is uh, Van in the post game. I really do appreciate you. Uh, we did have a pretty big super chat earlier from Adam. I want to say thank you to Adam. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much. Um, I'm not posting all the super chats from you guys, but Van was the top dog tonight. Big thanks to Marcus, uh, Adam again, Jordan, Carvis, Blaze, uh, Ty, Chris, John, Bronze, King Ulysses, Esmond. I really do appreciate the Cash App and Venmos. I get 100% of that. When you super chat, I only get, I think, 50-ish percent. So when you Cash App, super chat, it goes a long way. TJ, hit stick. Caucus, Boris, good to have you back. James, uh, wanted to talk some Cedron. I think I missed this one earlier, James. I apologize. Britt, Robert, the point Jackson, you know, the week one thing, is that a thing? Michael B. defending Jaden, I totally agree to a certain extent. Uh, Caucus, SG, Jay Rogers holding it down. TJ, Blanche, Specialty K, Adam, Otis, Spooky, Max K, Carson, and I want to shout out our post game show supporters, 
Louisiana Controls. LouisianaControls.com. Okay? If you want to support PHL, you have commercial and HVAC needs. PHL Nation, something I have been waiting to share with you for so long is our partnership with Louisiana Controls Incorporated. They are committed to giving you the absolute best when it comes to commercial refrigeration and HVAC needs stick with the professionals that have been doing this for over 40 years and you know this louisiana weather can get absolutely insane so call them today 225-924-4900 let's go to them so freaking excited about this next year louisiana controls okay Ray coming in hot. Daniels was his bright spot on the offense. Threw for over 300 yards. And Tia on a horrible day all around. Got to watch the game again. Well, it didn't look great. Or great lanes. All right, guys. I'll be chatting in the Discord for a little bit. We'll see you then. Edits. Pound. Out. LSU. Bam. And tonight, we are doing... Oh, chicken wings and Rotolo's pizza. Yes, I got some big apple pizza waiting on me. Um, I'm chubby. Let's go. Ha, 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 ha.